Interesting. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking yet. No, well, but I'm <laughs> I'm opening a can of liquid. Ah. Uh, liquid life. It's quite amazing. Ask not what your voice can do for you. So we got our liquid. Yes. We won't say anything yet, but we do have a guest today. I notice he has his liquid. Don't say anything, guest. But it's clear. <laughs> he was telling us earlier how he hates the normal clear fizzy beverages that we have of the liquid deaths. Yeah. He's we, a hater. <laughs> we didn't expect that from him. Yeah. Busting. <laughs> he likes his liquids brown and flat. Is that what you said? And muddy? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Brown, flat, mud and twigs and stuff like that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. Just if you, <laughs> earthy, if if you, you haven't guessed so far, <laughs> we have a guest today and it is the Haas chap. Uh, hold, oh, yeah. Hold for applause. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, go Haas. 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 Go Haas. <laughs> you can't hear that either. Anything I play on the sound pad is going to be just us. Oh, shoot. Sorry. But welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Haas chap. We, uh, welcome, Henry. Since we came up with the new uh, show. We are happy to bring on the Hoschap as our field resident Hoschap expert. Our Hoss correspondent. Hoss correspondent, if that's you the will. name. So, uh, so that way we have our our avenue to still talk about our favorite team. Yeah, exactly. And do it in a way that is obviously going to get us the best news Yeah, and the most important data uh-huh. and information. Yeah, available. the most trusted journalist in all of motorsport. <laughs> in all of... <laughs> And all of the king's great lands. And we've been trying to get him on as soon as we rebranded, so this is the week. This Welcome. Is the week. Welcome, Henry, the host chap. Thank you very much. Max, What have in what world have you been getting in contact with Otmar to try and get something to put into a specific pipe? Uh, we have been trying to sell him crack, <laughs> trying to get in through that avenue. But for those who know us, we, you know that we, we don't have anything to sell in that so way, but this first, is just the way that so we're the first step has been hoping that he'll how, respond. How to make crack. <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah, so we've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad. I know that's the wrong drug, but, you know, it feels like it points in the right direction. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, so it's crack I mean, adjacent. Yeah, I, that's what I've heard. <laughs> crack adjacent. <laughs> so we're, we're learning how to make crack. Um, that was a good question. Back at you, do people ever call you Haas Chapperly? Is that, that sounds like a... Yeah, is there a formal, like, long form is that of like, your name? Is that a long form for, for something? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you really throw me off with that yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's weird that he's lost for words. Chappelle? Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> the Haas Chappelle. Chappelle. Haas Chappelle. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it could French. be short form Chappelle. Yeah. Oh, Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> I didn't know Chappelle. it was for Chappelle. That's great. As if Esteban Ocon joins the team. <laughs> <laughs> Will we ever Please don't. want a French person like <laughs> Ocon on the team? Ghastly, maybe. I, I, I mean, you still know. Yeah, I just, I think he's better off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he has this, yeah. the skin thick enough for Gunter. <laughs> it might break him. Those weak Frenchmen. <laughs> and Gunter would just look at him and he'd just crumble, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Roman barely made it out alive. He did. He was French. Yeah. He got through. Yeah, barely. A shell of a man. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyways welcome to the show welcome my name is max sitting here with mike How's this is going? fast ones yes. Guest today is henry wallace the hosh chap if you didn't get that already yes we're gonna start with some news mike did you said you have some news i have a few things a few you... items of business oh items of business okay. yeah last week I said pretty confidently that Red Bull's performance Mm -hmm. was due to flexible wings. I think everyone was thinking that. And I stand behind my position a little Uh because I do think that it played into it a little. I think that they flipped me the middle finger pretty hard with the race that just happened. (laughs) (laughs) But before I get into Suzuka, Max uh, Verstappen had a message specifically just for me. Oh, wow. Um, so in response to my comments for the flexi wings, Max said, uh, we had a bad weekend, of course. Then people start talking about it's all because of the technical directives. I think they can suck on an egg. So it's Max that was sucking. (laughs) So ultimately what it ended up being supposedly from the team was the tires that they literally could not get the tires in the right operating window because their car is so kind to tires mm. that they couldn't get them to get up to the right temperature and they therefore couldn't get any grip. That sounds like complete garbage. BS. Because I mean, isn't Singapore super hot? It is, but the but the tricky thing is is that who was fastest? Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so Haas and Ferrari have a very similar thing, which is that by, you know, midway through the race, they've burned the tires off way worse than anyone else. Okay. And Max disappears into the distance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in this case, Max couldn't even get into that distance zone because the tires wouldn't turn on and Ferrari was still the fastest at the end of the race. Ooh. So in a weird turn of events, mm. the compounds that they picked specifically for Singapore. Yeah worked perfect for Ferrari and just did not work for Red Bull at all. Interesting. So, but Max told me to suck on an egg and uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate, I think I deserve it. Yeah. I think it's fair. Eggs are tasty. And so thanks Max. I appreciate Mr. V responding. Next next time Red Bull is on like a tear to become like another real world record for the amount of races they've won in a row. Yeah. Should we just throw in the Singapore Grand Prix in the middle of that? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Just... Just every time. Yeah. Every time it seems like they're unstoppable, we'll just drop Singapore right in there. Could we not have the Singapore Grand Prix every every weekend? Every yeah, weekend. I mean, it feels like they should. We just wouldn't get the Red Bull that we have been getting this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably true. Adrian would plan on something. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. It's, yeah. They always have a way around it. <laughs> Interesting, huh? Well, I mean, if we start talking about the Japanese Grand Prix in a second, we learned that Red Bull still is Red Bull. <laughs> still as dominant as yeah, ever. They were yeah. just tricking us last time. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was all for show. It was all an elaborate <laughs> plot from the FIA to totally. get some viewers talking again. Freaking jerks. And now they're back. <laughs> um, anything else, though? Well, the other thing that I feel like is just at least important to mention is that yeah. both Daniel and Yuki re-signed at Alpha Tower. And because we've talked about it every week, yes. it feels like we, we have to, to talk about it. Put a little bow on that story. Of right. Like, will they? Won't they? Sam and Diane, Alphatari, <laughs> yeah. and Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, totally. So, and then the last bit of news that goes along with that uh-huh. is just the speculation that exists mm-hmm. around Logan Sargent yeah. and Liam Lawson. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it appears that Liam has now been denied. There's no door at Red Bull for next year. It's- and Albon was let go on lease for his first season with Williams until okay. they decided to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. And Total Wolf put in a word for Mick Schumacher, former Haas boy, yeah. to be mm-hmm. the next driver at Williams and even sent simulator da- uh, data over to James Vowles at Williams okay. saying, hire Mick, hire Mick. Yeah. He's the driver for you. Mm-hmm. Replace him. Replace Logan with Mick. 
and James Valves opted to not take the offer on Mick. So Mick was almost going to go to Williams. Yes. And Logan is definitely in danger of keeping his position. Yeah. But Liam, who doesn't have a seat and just got denied by Red Bull, he's been essentially, is showing that he is doing great. Yeah. Seems like Logan might be under threat from somebody kind of outside of the realm uh, that he might have thought. So here's something that I had a, a new friend talking with me this week. His name's Josh. I met him and he's a big Formula One fan, but he was like, we were talking about this similar thing. Like, where would Yuki go? Where would Liam go? Who has an open seat? Pretty much no one. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> Everyone has signed. Ah, it's a There's very, only very one Williams, slim pickings this year. Only one Williams seat. And Lance, I don't think has, I don't think they've announced Do Lance for next Lance season. Do we think Lance is staying? I mean. I, re- I mean, I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The caliber of the sport has moved like, so high no now offense, that he just looks like, No offense to him as like a human being, but mm. I think when you're doing the sort of things that we've seen over the past few races, I think you've just got a question at what point does Daddy Stroll keep putting him in that seat? And now Aston Martin all of a sudden are in danger of dropping down another place, considering yeah. where they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's like, sure, Alon- Alonso, pff, of course he's going to be getting these amazing results because it's Fernando Alonso. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've given him a good enough car to be able to get into those positions, but you've got to have somebody to match it. And the constructors for a team is more important than a driver's win. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every day of the year, because you'll be getting the prize money at the end of it. Right. And it helps pay for the car for the next season. Yeah. So it's like either completely out of pocket new investments from Daddy Stroll, which yeah. is paying Lance millions of dollars mm-hmm. as well in allowance <laughs> and uh, for mowing the lawn and driving yeah. the F1 cars. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, it, but it, it does seem like it is at some point going to be a great question. And I think there's a lot of people who are speculating Yuki Sonoda is a potential Aston Martin mm-hmm. uh, teammate in the future. Here's a, so this, I checked, Honda deal. I checked Should the driver's standings and this, I, I haven't seen him in a while and this was surprising. Hamilton is in third. Yeah. He moved into third. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. He was moved, that this weekend? No, last weekend he moved 10 points ahead of Fernando. Oh, see, that's but, crazy. And I think he moved up even further because he finished ahead of Fernando this week. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh yeah, at 190 and Fernando's at 174. Um, Stroll is at number 10 at 47. But then that goes into like the Constructors Championship, which Aston Martin is now in fourth. Right. Yeah. And they are, I mean, they have a, they're at 221. McLaren's next at 172. But with McLaren double podiuming right. constantly, mm-hmm. right? They're would gonna, only take a couple of races, yeah, and they're ahead. But if you put a Sebastian Vettel in that Aston Martin again, I, we've talked about this. you have more <laughs> points coming into your organization, just and, like Henry wants. Yeah, and does Sebastian and Fernando play nice? I mean, some weeks yes, and some weeks no. But I think it would add a lot more yeah. entertainment value. Uh-huh. Than Lance retiring the car because the back wing broke. Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> I think that these are all conversation points that I want to talk about with the Japanese Grand Prix. Yes, yes. We were kind of almost, should we just head into at it? it? We're like winking. Yeah. Should we, should we get into it? There was a race that Why happened. Not? Wink, wink. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Uh, I love that the Haas chap is on board. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, I wasn't on board. Yeah, you're like, more news. More news. Let's talk about more things that don't matter. There's a new component of tire that there's (laughs) Michelinian thing when you get here. You do this. Uh, Let me just adjust my glasses. Like, Mike. No more nerd news. Okay, fine. Should we call we can... news nerd news? Yeah, no, yeah, we can, yeah, just nerd news. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you know, Henry? (laughs) (laughs) He's not invited anymore. Yeah, we'll talk about the Japanese Grand Prix. And then um, there's been a lot of fun rumors about Haas bringing in some new upgrade packages that they're saying should drastically increase performance. Definitely. And we have brought on the Haas chap to talk about that with us after the Japanese Grand Prix. So our resident now Haas expert can fill us in on all the details. Definitely. So Japanese Grand Prix. How do we want to start? Uh, I, we, can, we can start the same way Sergio Perez started. <laughs> <laughs> how did he start, Mike? Clunky, which is Clunky. how this episode has gotten yeah. up to. <laughs> but it makes for an exciting watch. It did. It yeah. definitely did. Yeah. He had a wild race. It was out of control. Yeah. I mean, can he call it a race? <laughs> was was, was, a, uh, was glorified, he trying? Glorified practice session? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it was just more like uh, like dodgems, wasn't it? <laughs> Bumper cars. Yeah, he did terribly. It and was rough. Yeah, I brought... So I was watching it with my brother, with Sam. Sam watched his first race. This no, is actually... Oh. He didn't finish. <laughs> it, it hit midnight and he's like, I gotta go. Like his he's wife like, was waiting for him. He's like, I'm tired. And it's like, hey, you've never finished a race yet. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like, your streak still lives on. It lives on, but he's watched but he was some liking racing. It. But I was like, you know, watching it with him and Perez trying to get around Magnuson. You know, what was it? Was it Gasly that got past him? Was it the Alpine? Yeah. Because it was Magnuson, the Alpine, and then Perez near the start of the race. Oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah. were in that little, like, train. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I think it was Gasly, got past him, and then Perez could not. And I was like, Sam, this is wild. Yeah. He's in the best car, and he can't get past a Haas. Right. And then just T-bones. The and worst I, and pass And it was right when I was, like, I was like, man, Magnuson's going to play such great defense. He's amazing. Yeah. And then right then. Perez just like I can't noses him in (laughs) I mean and here's the thing as well about that is that like I'd heard it all through the weekend that you might have noticed that if you're watching the race that Mm -hmm. every time an F1 car goes into a corner they're all over the curb Mm-hmm. The red and white stripes, their their tires are all over that thing. Yeah. But that one corner, it is the one spot of the racetrack that you don't want to apex. Really? So the apex for that corner is kind of more way off of the kind of Where apex you would point. You're, you're yeah. quite a few feet off. Mm-hmm. So Magnuson is on the preferred line. Okay. And Perez goes for the line that no one goes for. The Lewis Hamilton line, we'll call it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and dive bombs, torpedoes, and wipes Magnuson out. And it's just, I was, I, I was baffled. I literally yeah. was a speechless sitting there going, are yeah. you serious? Yeah, you can't get past this car? No. That- uh, Henry, what were your thoughts about that point? It was gutting. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, for a start, Checo sideswiped Hamilton uh when the lights went out yes going into turn one there was that little knock we were all distracted by what was going on between albon and yes yeah, oh, albon was and it joe on you joe yeah. on you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- albon yeah. was the one that got chucked in the air but yeah, yeah. joe yeah, yeah. was the one that hit him that, li- that little tussle right there i think we were all getting very distracted behind that to to not see what Checo had done to hamilton and it was only on a replay when we re-saw it we go Checo's playing a little bit naughty here. Yeah, yeah, he's on an aggressive day. <laughs> then I had a front wing change. Mm, a few laps later, yeah. Then all the Pete, uh, all the, lap twelve. Then hits K Mag with a r- ridiculous dive bomb, like you say, down a corner where yeah. you don't want to take an apex, where you don't want to go on the rumbles, and just thinks, 
oh yeah, Magnussen, he'll just get out of my way. Of course he's not. It's, right. it's in a racing driver's DNA that they're not just going to like let you go. Yeah. Because Checo had gone to the back of the pack because of it. Because right. of that, he got uh, he was under investigation for uh, a breach under the safety car. Yep. So yeah. he's already penalized. Had, had already had penalties. Yeah. yeah. Already penalized. And then hit K Mag, ruined his front wing again. Yeah. Ruined K Mag's tires. <laughs> K yeah. Mag was got another front wing all the way around, was- facing the wrong direction. Right. And yeah. ruined, ruined his race. It wasn't K Mag in tenth. Yeah. He was, he was in the points. K Mag was K Mag was eleven. He, he, he was in P eleven. Gassy had just passed. Him. Oh, gotcha. 11. Okay. Yeah. Fuming. So I think hashtag justice for K Mag. Yeah. <laughs> it came along finally. That karma hit. And then when I saw Checo retire box box, I was like, <sighs> Yeah. Thank you. There is a God somewhere <laughs> out there. That is on our side. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Well, and I felt like the <laughs> You know, if we rewind a little bit to last year, Daniel Ricardo took a lot of heat for being on the inside of Yuki Tsunoda and kind of like that double right-hander in the Mexico race. I remember that, yeah. It was a and good race from him. He was fully alongside, but not front axle to front axle. Like, they weren't wheel to wheel when Daniel went for the pass. Yeah. So Yuki didn't know he was there. He turned in mm-hmm. and they collided. Yeah. In that case, everyone was like, well, Daniel should have known not to be there, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, where I, I was like, this is a little debatable. Yeah. The Mexico crash was a little bit debatable on whether or not it was too opportunistic. Yeah. This one was like, there's no debate. Yeah. Sergio just decided that he was he was done. He's like, I, you know what? I'm kind of done with Japan. I'm over it. <laughs> it's just not my race. Yeah, no, no. I just it's don't just, like this just, anymore. Just my, my absolute favorite bit was that, I don't know if you saw that clip where Max pulled in for a pit stop. They changed the tires. And they swung the camera around into the garage, and yeah. Checo was just sat there, just watching yeah. him leave. He was like was turning so the wheel good. back and forth. I, yeah, yeah. I was losing it because because me and my brother were like, why is he in there? And I was like, is he in timeout? Yes. Helmets like you stay. No. And then that's when I was like, Checo knows if he gets out of that seat now, yeah, he's never going to be allowed back in that car. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. get in the car, and, and you sit in there until yeah, we no, say you can come out. Because if he leaves, they're giving it to Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, totally. So uh, he's just like, I'll stay here till the next race. I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here. You guys I'm can put leaving. me in the cargo plane. I will I'll keep my helmet on. All of the things that we had gone through with Checo throughout the season where it was, oh, is there going to be a battle yeah. at the front? Between yeah. Che- Remember when that Max. was happening? Seems like right. ages ago, and then all of a sudden, Checo was ne- was getting out of Q one, right. and Hulk overtook him in the amount of times that he got into Q three. Right. Right. right, and then then we had a little bit of a lull where it was, uh, no, Checo's coming back, and he got oh, I can't remember where he, it was a one two for Red Bull. I can't remember where that, remember where that was, but there was a one two. Was it in Spa? I think it might have been. And I think everybody kind of just like let that go. Mm -hmm. That, oh no, Checo's okay. He's just like, he's just had a a bit of a dip. Yeah. This again, really, I think really brings it into like, is Checo actually suited to a team of that caliber? Right. Yeah, exactly. It it did make it look near childish, rookie behavior. Like it really was like, what are we seeing and, I and start, some people yeah. have off days, but like that was really off, really off days. Yeah. They made him sit in that car forever because he had those penalties. And then they said like, they put him out in like two laps. So it's like, we served our penalty quotes. Right. And then they could have come out. Yeah. But I'm thinking. Which I yeah. would love to talk about because I Do think. It. Let's I hear about it. Ridiculous. 
That is a ridiculous rule. Yeah. I think if your car has retired, you should not allow to you should not allow to rejoin the race. Right. To serve a penalty, let alone. Right. Because it just completely undermines the point of having the penalty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're You've retired, already retired. Yeah. You're You've out made of the that race. Decision. You're out of the points regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. So it should carry over to the next one. I definitely think the FI that is a rule that definitely needs to change in my opinion because otherwise it's just gonna people are gonna keep doing it and yeah, yeah I, I found it really frustrating I think you're I think you're spot on and actually NASCAR to talk about a sport that has evolved their policy because back in the day you'd get points for the number of laps you've run and I think they still do that so their point system is pretty critical to like number of laps you've run that okay. that stuff is important to them and so but in this case Something that's pretty interesting is that they've come up with a policy where if you have been in an accident and the amount of time that you need to spend on pit road to fix the car mm-hmm. exceeds four and a half, five minutes, mm-hmm. the car's done. You mm-hmm. have to take it behind the wall. It's over. You're out of the race. Mm-hmm. And so, but back in the day, people used to go out and not be able to reach minimum speed. They'd have no front clip. There'd just be a radiator and a motor and tires. Jeez. Oh, and like that was how they would go around in circles just to collect points to stay in the championship. Wow. And so in order to avoid the like, that's obviously not super safe, especially at a place like Daytona. But, but super cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but also kind of Mad Max-ish. Yeah, it's kind of rad. Yeah, a little bit uh, rugged. But it definitely changed that sports, like the point of it. Yeah. The other thing is too, is that if you think about somebody in this scenario, there is such a, a risk of having a Sergio Perez that be like, Go take out second place. What's the point? You're retired anyways. Yeah. Go crash into somebody yeah. or whatever. Go dive bomb. You did it to Kevin And Magnuson. it's like, yes, there's obviously, the F1 is so, there's so many legal implications for plan, something plan like that. Lewis. But you could. You, you could technically bring out a safety car pull, just to be a Lewis. pain in the butt. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I say it's Ferrari. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it gets out of control. Oh, I broke down and he's just yeah. sat in the middle of some shit. Exactly. Stack up the package. Oh, see, this is ruined a- somebody's. It's a can um, of worms. Strategy. And it, then it yeah. becomes Crashgate at Singapore. Yeah. So you, yeah, you yeah, run yeah. that same risk. Interesting. You're right. Uh, with a penalty like that. So I do think that F- the FIA need to look into it. But I think the FIA were trying to be like, they screwed it up big time yeah. with Max on the impeding penalties at Singapore. Yeah. And they admitted mm-hmm. to it where I was so surprised that they admitted it. Normally the FIA are like, we're perfect. We do nothing wrong. Yeah. So I think in a way they were like, Give Red Bull all the penalties mm-hmm. and we're going to make them pay for it. And then Red Bull was like, well, we could technically go back out and <laughs> serve all of our penalties yeah. right now and yeah. get them out of the way. And that's the loophole that I think really sucks. So I agree with you, Henry. I think they've got yeah. to come up with a better solution than that. Along those same lines, talking about Red Bull and Perez and seats for next year. I, I think this this was like a fun race for Red Bull fans because if you if you didn't know they claimed their constructor championship title at this race right so the the Red Bull engineers have won they they've have proven won. they've made we knew yes are we already knew that this was the best car in the world right um but they won the championship and I just I I know that Helmut and Christian everyone else at Red Bull was like. We need to show how dominant we are. Everyone's saying at Singapore that we sucked. This is the chance we're winning the we're winning the championship, and we want both Red Bulls to be on that podium. 
Right. And to have Max win and Checo be in 19th, like DNFing and like mucking around at the back of the paddock. Just and like, being shot in the garage, turning the wheel back yeah, and forth like, in his car while it's, it's like, we won the, the championship, air. but we did it with someone who can't drive the car. Yeah. Like one of our cars, a lame duck. Right. The other one's really good. It doesn't look good. No. And Max getting out of the car and like jumping with the team and holding the flag. And I was like, and Sergio is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of celebrating. Yeah. Um, and yeah, where and was Checo? This is Honda's home race. Honda. That's another thing. It's in Japan. It's Honda's in home Japan. race. Red Bull. It's it's it should be the like, we are the most dominant, right? And we couldn't get this guy around the track. Well, at and all. and how many? I'm sure the headline in Japan today is why is Yuki not in seat number two? Yeah. And Yuki had an okay race, but like, I mean, it's, here's the thing. Honda has endorsed and pushed Yuki to be Red Bull's number two driver mm-hmm. pretty much since the beginning of his career. And that door has not opened for him mm. despite Sergio Perez sitting in the garage, having two front wings replaced and mm-hmm. retiring anyways. I mean, I think at the end of the day, there's going to be some question marks from Honda yeah. at Red Bull being like, I know we only have so much time together, but you haven't really kept your end of the deal. Yeah. I mean, we've all learned that these contracts are useless. They're, they they are. don't mean anything. For sure. And I feel like Prez, if he loses his seat, which could be very likely, yeah, then you have a Daniel Ricciardo and a Yuki and a Liam Lawson all ready to fill in all those Alphatari and Red Bull vacancies. Right. However they want to see fit. Yeah. However they want to play that revolving yeah. door. Uh-huh. So, and pretty then, crazy. Yeah. What were you going to say, Henry? I think I cut you off. I mean, I mean... It's no to. surprise that Red Bull have won the Constructors' Championship this year. Yeah. I mean, they've done an absolutely phenomenal job at creating a car that is as fast as humanly possible. Oscar Piastri, a massive congratulations to him for oh, yeah. his first podium. first podium. I think he did a pretty solid job as well. Yeah, totally. That's the thing we can talk about is McLaren, out of nowhere, is now deadly. Right. That since the summer break, I, I feel. Yeah, definitely. They have just come back and become the top competitors right up there with for like what was it aston martin and aston martin was the king yeah silverstone is the first race or the last race before the summer break right Mm -hmm. was that and that was the first time we saw a competitive mclaren yeah and i went back and i i listened to an early episode from this year Mm -hmm. and had a good laugh at us yeah because we were like so oh yeah and then mclaren they were dead last they were so bad and daniel and lando's season last year when they showed up with the wrong brake ducks and it's useless everything was falling apart uh so for them to come this far in this short of a window Mm -hmm. is just as amazing as the praise that we were giving aston martin at the beginning of the year it really is Mm -hmm. like it deserves a lot of recognition (laughs) was it a do we say on the podcast were we trashing on lando hoping he never wins a race yeah (laughs) does that sound familiar henry (laughs) (laughs) yeah that does sound familiar i I kind of feel like there could be an opportunity where piastri gets a win before lando does (laughs) i'm glad i know we're not alone (laughs) it's i feel like it is kind of inevitable because you saw the um like the cool down or like the max verstappen podcast yeah yeah which lando called it that (laughs) yeah Oscar, he just, he was not phased. I saw somebody post, was it on Reddit or Instagram earlier? Um, somebody said, well, is Oscar Piastri actually just Kimi Raikkonen in disguise? <laughs> no. Because he's I, just I so like, so. He's he is cold. He is. Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen's cold. Oscar is brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the third. <laughs> yeah. He just stares. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Kyle was fast. When I saw qualifying results, I was like, oh, shoot, Lando. And then, like, yeah, the end of the race, it's like, Lando, he is right there. He's right there. He's going to he's gonna be close. But that's the thing is that uh, Lando Norris equaling his best finish of yeah. second place. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how many times am I going to hear this before Oscar Piastri crosses the line and yeah. wins? Is that not also, like, sticking the knifing and twisting it a little bit for the Lando Norris fans who really, really yeah. want him to win and really wanted him to win at Russia in 2021. Oh, yeah. Right. Easy called his best best place right second yep every time oh, we've I've seen what the best of lando can give us yeah exactly. is that what they're using to start <laughs> yeah. saying? it's not quite the best <laughs> yeah i think we're i'm still just bitter at how they treated daniel ricardo yeah and lando's a great driver right um but it would be hilarious if oscar got that win before lando did right and i and honestly sometimes i think that uh he's uh he's an easy target um uh, for some of the jokes because he is a good sport about it yeah. likewise george russell he's a good sport even though people make fun of him a lot but <laughs> in addition to that george also leaves the door open for a lot of those jokes. yeah he does oh yeah oscar had no emotion going back to that like you yeah. got third place you're yeah. a rookie this is amazing he's just like yeah yeah, it's a good race. Like yeah. team gave me a good car. I'm I'm happy with how it turned out. It was fast. <laughs> I'm emotional. Can we just have a little bit more excitement? Can can <laughs> someone? I feel like Liam Lawson would be fun to see. Yeah, he has a little bit more personality. Oh, he's like yeah. I watched that the if you haven't actually this is I'm gonna recommend a a, a YouTube video but. Mm the tiny delivery trucks that they raced against each other, Red Bull oh, versus yeah. Alpha Tauri in Japan. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get a chance to watch that, go watch it. Mm-hmm. Liam Lawson and Yuki Tsunoda versus Max and Sergio. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hilarious. And, and I actually very much enjoyed Liam jumping into this position and being yeah. such like, he doesn't know Yuki uh-huh. <laughs> He's known him for like two days, yeah. you know? And But it's that uh, Australian classic New Zealand yeah, charming just humor. Like laid back and funny. Yeah. yeah that so. Oscar doesn't have. He's kind of Mark Webber in that way though, which and is which interesting. Is, is, yeah, is his best friend. yeah, totally. <laughs> but Mark Webber was like never very funny. Do you think Oscar's Piastris came over <laughs> from Australia and Mark was like, hey, you're a really good driver um, and then also trained him on how to not have a personality. Let me help you be British. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Oscar was just like really flamboyant, yeah. like typical like Bondi Beach Australian who was like <laughs> running around like long, luscious golden locks. And then Mark was just like, no, you just need to tone it down. And he goes, like this? And he goes, no, further, 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 further. And he's like, let me introduce you to cricket. This is called the ashes. <laughs> Henry, what is your thought on the ashes? On the Ashes, yeah. Um, I have no opinion on the Ashes because I do not watch cricket. Yeah, there we go. See, this is Henry. Henry my- is more Australian <laughs> than Oscar Piastri. This is such a diversion. <laughs> but have I told you my experience of learning what the Ashes was? No. When I first got to Australia, we were going around like talking with people, and people were like, "Oh yeah, like the Ashes," and I was like, "What's that?" They're like, "Oh, uh, England plays Australia in the cricket." And I'm yeah. like, "Cool." Like. Is it almost over? Like, oh no, it lasts all day. And I was like, oh wow, cricket. I didn't know it lasts all day. Yeah. And then the next day is like talking with more people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, how did uh how did the ashes go? How did Australia beat England? Like, oh, They're it's like, still happening. It's still like, going. Oh. They're like, oh no, it happens all day, every day for like five days in a row. Yeah. 
It's like, that is yeah. the longest, most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if there's a more adequate name for cricket uh-huh. than the sound uh. of awkward <laughs> silence, right? It's like crickets, chirp, chirp. <laughs> That is the somewhat anyway. ironic name of the most boring sport. I'll tell you what, though. If you've ever had one of those balls hurled at you, one of those <laughs> cricket balls hurled at you at like full speed, Oof. and they hit you in the shins, yeah. good golly, Miss Molly, they <laughs> hurt like anything. George Russell. Yes. We talked about him being able to take a joke. <laughs> Could he take the joke? <laughs> Do you think he liked the joke of Mercedes pretending to have him win the race? Yeah. Do you think that they he liked the joke of one stop strategy? <laughs> They're like, let Lewis in front of you and he'll help you. Yeah. And then they all cut off the mic and are like, like no. <laughs> That's not the plan. He thinks he's going to help him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, where does he get this from? Yeah. It's like. Like you mentioned briefly, like Singapore when it crashed, that that exclamation when Charles Leclerc crashed out. I think it was in it was in France, wasn't it? And it was that like deafening scream of no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then George Russell crashes into a wall, and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're like, is he a Chihuahua? It's like George, yeah. come on, put a bit of effort into yeah, it. Yeah, like, gonna leave the radio on and like, scream. If your voice something. breaks, you know that you're actually screaming, but you're just going, no, no, <laughs> I can't believe this has happened. Yeah, uh, that's oh, so real, guys. I um, this stare from George after last race. I don't know if you can see this. How's oh that? no, it's just that's uh, two children. Oh, it's my nephews. <laughs> yes. He really does look like Woody from Toy Story, doesn't he's he? Looking, like a ventriloquist's dummy. He kind of does. He does. Yeah. Speaking of like being a puppet, like <laughs> as as uh, Lewis passed George, like team orders George, let Lewis pass. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be like, we dub thee Bottas. Yeah, exactly. Mr. George Russell, <laughs> Sir Russell, we dub thee Valtteri Bottas. It's like, uh, you thought you George, would be number one. They actually paid James Val's. <laughs> at Williams to radio George and be like, George, it's James. <laughs> I did feel like, although Max disappeared into the distance and yeah. he's doing a typical signature Red Bull mm-hmm. disappear move, mm-hmm. I actually felt like the race was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I had forgot mm. that. I, I, I forgot that Max was like in the front because there were so many key passing and battles happening everywhere else. Right. The rest of the race was super tight and fighting was real. There was some struggles. I mean, Lewis Hamilton, every pass I felt like that he made mm-hmm. was like clawing. Yeah. It wasn't like a super DRS fast, get past everybody. It was mm-hmm. like, no, I got to get off the corner right and everything. And I do think the tire degradation was super high. Mm-hmm. And you could tell on that last corner, getting to the DRS line was like all the cars were just doing this. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. getting out of getting out of shape, coming around to the DRS line. So it made for a great race to watch. I thought it was like really good in that way. Like you say, Mike, that there was like, there was a lot of infighting in between like the leader, Matt, like you definitely forgot about it. And when they turned to the last lap and it was showing Max crossing the finishing line, I was like, oh yeah, Max Verstappen's also, he's here. Yeah. He's, was, yeah, he's still doing this. And everything else going on. Right. Looking back at the race results, I completely forgot about both Williams DNFing, yeah, Bottas DNFing, um, Daddy's crash, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he DNFed as well, yeah, and Checo, yeah. So clearly there was like so much more going on that I completely forgot about Max. Right. It was 
really fun to see, I thought, the Mercedes battle. Yeah. Because it wasn't something that I was expecting. I thought it would be just a, no, just let Lewis pass. Mm-hmm. But then you had the the threat of Carlos behind, yeah. who yeah. then jumped Russell. Yeah, I loved it. To take an extra place, which was, you know, phenomenal work from Ferrari. Where, where did, I can't, where did Charles... Leclerc was ahead of Lewis. Yeah, so Leclerc was actually ahead. had so a good he race. He was fourth. Before. Yes. Yeah, really nice surprise that Ferrari that haven't been screwing it up recently. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say their strategy seems like it's been pretty solid mm. the last I couple of weeks. don't know what's happened, who they've <laughs> lost, or who they've fired. Who could it be? Well, and something to actually along the lines of that that I just remembered was mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments of the race. And again, we've kind of talked about this where the uh, surprise of Lewis Hamilton uh, <laughs> positive messages that we're sending out into the universe. But... George got past Lewis at one point or he was side by side with him Mm -hmm. after that chicane. Yeah, they had a few battles. And this was earlier in the race. Mm -hmm. And it was after the contact with Sergio. So Lewis's front wing end plate had some damage. Mm -hmm. And so the car was misbehaving Mm -hmm. a little. And I know George opportunistic trying to get ahead of Lewis. Mm -hmm. Like if your car's damaged, like I'm going to go ahead or whatever. And Lewis, Lewis gets DRS and goes to the outside of him down the front straightaway. And as they head into the first corner, Lewis jukes the car just slightly right like nudges mm-hmm. and george like swerves so aggressively and lewis then just gets like Ooh. the perfect corner <laughs> and like nothing to me was like move rookie yeah like that like lewis was like i don't care that i have like damage mm-hmm. get out of my way yes. george like yes. not now not ever and then mm-hmm. he then lewis went off the track and oh, okay. went into yeah. the dirt yeah and then again came out in front of george mm-hmm. and just like on dirty tires was get out of here kid like he just was not having it Mm -hmm. at any point and i love this yes i love this this is lewis and nico stuff Mm -hmm. keep it up guys like i i would love to see more lewis and george at each other's throats and are we bonding it really does it really does feel like it could be if it was a title fight for mercedes it really does feel like it could be and Nico and Lewis situation all over again where somebody mm-hmm. is actually showing up and right. not taking crap totally. and is definitely going to hold them up. I think, I, I think it's been fantastic for Mercedes recently. And are, are we bonding with Lewis lately just because he is making George look bad? Yeah, there's, something, yeah, there's there, something about that. There's something about being this the, the guy who's proving his mm-hmm. point of being like, I am the champ. Yeah. I know you want to be, yeah. but like you've got a lot of years. <laughs> I will say one thing. I do get a little bit tired when they're constantly criticizing the fact that they've, they feel like they've got a rubbish car. Mm. They yeah, yeah. are so much faster than so many other teams on the grid. <laughs> right. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Stop moaning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Red Bull yeah. were moaning in Singapore. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like you said it, Mike. You said yeah. you've won the last 10 races in a row. Yeah. One race is not enough for you to be able to complain about it. Just, it's one of those things. Yeah. You're going to get it back. Yeah. Don't worry. You've got this championship wrapped up. Right. But when yeah. Mercedes starts saying, oh, well, you know, it's... It's like the car last year. Well, if it was like the car last year, <laughs> then you'd be finishing 16th, yeah. climbing out of the car with a broken back. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same. It's, it's true. The Remember same. poor ha- like Hobble and Lewis? Yeah, exactly. Just sucks. I mean, I've I always felt like that was a, a play to get the regulation changed. Of course it but, was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but to to your point, the car was actually yeah. terrible last yeah. year. They, and uh, this year it has made massive gains. Mm-hmm. And for that kind of comment, it is like, it is Toto. Mm-hmm. We get that the car's rubbish, Lewis. Just drive it head yeah. down. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you do get to that point where you're like, I, I can't hear this anymore. Yeah. We are P3 in the, or what, are they P3 right now? I think they are just behind. Or uh, no, they're P2. P3, yeah. well, at least Hamilton's P3 in the, yeah. the driver's standings. It's I like... Think- Come on, you're not They're doing badly. Yeah. yeah, Mercedes is P2 Team in constructors standing. right now. Yeah. And so well, there it's you like, go. Yeah, it's, you're it's not like, doing badly. No, and Ferrari is like, are you guys how really many complaining points about have your Alpha car? Tower got? Yeah, how many exactly. po- how many points have how many points have Mercedes got at the moment? So it's 305 as compared okay, to Alpha so Tower has 5. Yeah. <laughs> so they have got nearly 20 times as many points as Haas. Right. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Seems like the complaints are a bit mm-hmm, much. Yeah. And I get that yeah. the expectation is high for Mercedes and they want to keep that kind of culture. Totally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like calling it rubbish or whatever, the, yeah. whatever you will. It's like, yeah. it's not. Those not poor P2. people at the factory. <laughs> Everyone behind you. Yeah. yeah. Sam, as we were watching it, he was like, why, why are they battling each other? George and Lucy, like, they're on the same team. And I was like, one, they both want to win. Right. And two, like Lewis is now doing really good in the driver's standings. Right. And if he lets George take a little bit of those points away, he's not going to be beating Alonso. He's not going to be beating the Ferraris. Right. And there is a close race going that, on that between real, third place. Real battle there. So all these points matter every week. And so Lewis does have his elbows out. Right. He's aggressive because he knows that getting third this year in the driver's standings is going to be epic for him. Because that car is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and here's my favorite my favorite thing to go along with that is, that, uh, gosh, I can't remember which reporter it was, but somebody walked up to Fred Vasseur mm-hmm. before the race started and they said, uh, you know, this week, it's the first time that Charles has out-qualified Carlos in three or four races mm-hmm. and Carlos seems a little miffed that the car isn't set up to his liking or whatever. Are there two different driving styles? Is that why Charles is upset some week? Is that why Carlos is upset some week? How do you balance this? And Fred's answer was, oh, when you have two drivers and one is in front of the other, one of them is unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this was the best answer Mm -hmm. to that question ever. I think that it's so funny when teams try to analyze and try to like justify. And it's like, no, if one guy does better one week, Mm -hmm. he's so bummed that his teammate outperformed him. Yeah. And so to that point, I think that that's basically what it is when it does come down to even George and Lewis. Yeah. There is one thing I'd like to bring up. Yeah. Did you two notice that the FIA seems to be really delayed with the safety car and the VSC? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. When that lap one incident happened, it was almost instant yellow flags because of the debris and like drivers going off track and like kicking gravel onto the surface. Right. It then went green, green flag. Yeah. For about 30 seconds and then they deployed the safety car yeah yeah i remember that and then it was exactly the same thing with the vsc later on right it was yellow flag green flag vsc yeah yeah, and yeah. i don't think i've ever seen that unless it was a glitch with the communications between the fia and 
the broadcast team. Right. But if that was the case, that does seem a little odd. Uh, yeah. But there was such a big delay. I'm curious, and this might be some speculation that's just kind of lingering from last year. Mm-hmm. But if we remember last year's race was a bit of a disaster for a number of reasons. One, it started super late because of it rain. rain. Yeah. That is an understatement that the race last year was <laughs> you, Yeah. And then on top of it, they had that accident. Carlos Sainz was unfortunately in the barrier on lap one or whatever, because it was just a river across the track. And then the wrecker was on track when Pierre Gasly went past. We had that and he flipped out yeah. because he was like, there was a tractor on the track, mm-hmm. like carbon fiber versus a 15,000 pound tractor or whatever yeah. is like, I, I'm dead. This is that track you where know. that driver died because of a tractor. Right. Yeah. So that was at Tezuka. And that's why Pierre was so yeah. pissed off. Being a little... Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> we 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 always know that Max is here to to bring it down to I'm the darkest for, version for of Formula, Formula Mad Max. <laughs> we crashed. Come on, let me let me see the carcass. <laughs> Seriously, sometimes I'm, I'm like, who am I? Am I, who am I talking to? Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll go to therapy. <laughs> when I was thinking about this, though, or just barely as you were saying it, you know, with Jules Bianchi's. Uh, crash with Pierre Gasly's you know incident with the wrecker and like letting him go out in the rain they don't have lights Suzuka's been on the calendar for as like long as time can tell like it is one of the oldest tracks that they go to Mm -hmm. and I do wonder if they just haven't updated some of the technical gear Mm. because in the sense of like Pierre Mm. Gasly being on track at the same time as a tractor is like really Mm. not normal stuff uh, and then in this case where there's like kind of a delay and there's a green flag for some reason before deploying the safety car, that mm. mixed messaging might be something that's just wrong with an outdated system. Mm. Interesting. And so weird. This is the first dry race they've had at Singapore in like three years, I think is what, or excuse mm-hmm. me, at Suzuka in a long time. Oh, because last year was the first time they went back Maybe. since COVID. Maybe. Uh, it's a new track for me yeah. as a yeah. watcher because I didn't know that they have the little crisscross with the bridge. I was hoping yeah, it yeah. wasn't a bridge. It'd be better if it was like a yield. <laughs> it is a figure eight. And the person in the lead well, gets the right order, away. Shut your eyes and good luck. <laughs> or you have drivers approaching it, peeking out. Yeah. Looking left and right real quick and then zooming across. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Shifting gears. Yep. Bap. Bap. <laughs> If I had like my way, it would like I'd have like something really stupid wired into my helmet for every time I clicked it. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like <laughs> uh, shift, shifting, we got it. We got to shift gears. Yes, we do. Uh, Haas is bringing upgrades. At least they've been telling everyone they have. Right. And so we brought our Haas correspondent on. We brought our Haas upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> From the deserts of Abu Dhabi to the shores of Baku and Miami, Haas Boys Investigative F1 Field Fan Phenomenon features Henry the Haas Chap Wallace. <laughs> Max, was that you doing the voiceover for that? No, no that was Mike's this is dad. My dad, who's a, it? It a no Emmy Award winning <laughs> journalist. <laughs> journalist, anchorman. <laughs> An anchorman I in that. LA. I love that. 
I actually want to get that track off you because I, I kind of want to use it for the like definitely for the rest of my social media bits for the rest a, of your life. Use it as like a, <laughs> like a signature track. I, my voice does sound. I can get my voice to be very present worthy. Yeah, I think Lie from the corners of the castle in England. Yeah, <laughs> there's one there, right? From the shores of Abu Dhabi. Yeah, there's, yes, there's, yeah. uh, there's just the one castle in England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just from the, that one castle in England. Just the one. I don't know what it's called, but it's, there is one. Castleton, Castleton. <laughs> Buckingham, Castleton. <laughs> That's it. Well, let's turn the time over to Henry Wallace, a.k.a. Hoss Chap, McGee, Chappelle. Tell us, what can we... <laughs> what's going on with Hoss these days? So, the rumor mill with Hass at the moment is that four-coater... Circuit of the Americas, uh, the race in Austin, Texas, at the end of October, has a supposedly bringing what they're calling a B-spec, which is apparently going to be very Red Bull RB19 inspired. This was first reported by a German media outlet called Automotors und Sports Amos, <laughs> okay, who seemingly have, seem to have got some information regarding the future design and the concept for Haas going forward. Ooh. What I find really interesting about this is that if this is true, yeah. the design of this car and the integral parts that Haas have would have been with Ferrari, who make a few pieces like some of the suspension. Yeah, they're more tied and to Of Ferrari. course, the power unit. Yeah. So does this mean... That could we see a potential design change for Ferrari for 2024 as well? Oh, you're already expanding more on this theory. Yes. My my tinfoil hat has been well and truly glued to my head. <laughs> <laughs> what we usually get when a story like this breaks is that every single media outlet jumps on it, peddling ex- almost exactly the same story word for word. You go on one website and it says yeah. X. And then you go on another website with the same headline right. and it's exactly copy and pasted. Right. So it's kind of hard to say whether or not it's a surefire thing. However, Ayu Kamatsu, who is the trackside engineering director for Haas, he's one of the people who sits next to Gunter on the pit wall. Right? Okay, I think I've seen him in videos. Where Gunter sits in the middle and gotcha. he's to his right. Okay, the right it's hand him. man. That's Ayu. Yeah. He's mentioned something is coming in Austin, and so has Ted Kravitz. To be a cheeky little sausage for a minute, I'd like to type in... <laughs> that means something different in the US. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> to put in a thought in the off chance that this B spec car is true, do we think that Haas need to potentially switch partnerships from Ferrari to mm. Red Bull? Well, Apart from the obvious sort of like domination that we've seen from Red Bull this year mm-hmm. and a good chunk of last year, it's not like Red Bull have got a history for unreliability. Right. right. Gunter's previously worked under Christian Horner right. when he was the technical director for Red Bull. Hey. Who does Stuart Haas have a partnership with at the moment? And who are Red Bull teaming up for in 2026? This is, who, who awesome. is this guy? This, uh, who, this is why we hired him. Who is this Hans? <laughs> <laughs> who is this Haas chap? It could, it Dude, could this is amazing. be a bit Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. Red yarn. <laughs> but, but I feel like it could move in that direction 
and should it move yeah. in that direction? Should Haas try and evolve away from the Ferrari DNA mm-hmm. into something where Gunter's not only had a previous relationship with a team who is getting an engine from the owner of Haas is NASCAR team. Yeah. For me, that's a, a logic that seems to kind of mesh. There are maybe a lot a little of little too puzzle nicely. pieces feed it, fitting together there to kind of like help our listeners understand what Henry's alluding to. It's that Gene Haas is part of Stuart Haas Racing and NASCAR, and they race Fords. That's what I just drew on the paper. And that's what Henry's alluding to. Right. And yeah, Red Bull is exactly going to be that. moving towards a Ford power unit next year. And or so in 26. That is what he's saying. There are these pieces that could work together and they want to move over to that kind of side. Right. And the person that he had a relationship with, Gunter, his previous person that kind of Their established. Previous relationships before they got uh, married. Before he got married to Max. <laughs> was with Binotto. It was Mattia Binotto and Gunter. Yeah. That was the tie between like the Italian Ferrari team Mm -hmm. and Gunter Steiner. Yeah. But now that Mattia has left. Rest in peace. He was amazing. (laughs) Such a valuable asset. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 So, but since Mattia has moved on, what is the loyalty between Fred Vasseur and Gunter Steiner? I, I honestly yeah. don't know their friendship. Yeah, I'm sure don't. they get along just fine because they're the two kind of clowny guys in the in mm-hmm. the grid. They're both very funny people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they get along great. But to your point, the long history of Red Bull uh, with Gunter Steiner, the merge with Ford and that partnership and the Ford NASCAR team, it does seem like that could be some big speculation. Now, with that said, I have heard that Ferrari is moving to the Red Bull design theory. So Ferrari will be a Ford-powered unit. <laughs> Not in that sense. Ford and Ferrari all over again. Yeah. Is it? 40 years later. <laughs> if we wanted to start an Italian revolution, would it be getting a Ferrari being powered by a Ford motor? <laughs> Probably, oh, my word! <laughs> there would never. The, what is the cheapest Ferrari you can buy on eBay? And then I'm gonna throw a like a, <laughs> a Coyote V8. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's the American and English difference. He so, went for a rally motor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's that's I guess what Henry's speculating right now. Yeah. So just to bring the listeners up to speed, who right. might be as new to the sport as I am. Right. Anyway, we'll let Henry let continue, you finish. Yeah. Continue on. We have a lot more to learn. So going on from um, what we've learned about the potential upgrades coming to Kota, which at the at this moment in time is still a rumor, but is looking pretty certain. We've had more insight into the car since Monza, right? And in particular, Kevin Magnussen's difficulties after what he called the worst race of his career. Mm. I'm not entirely sure that's true, but if he's feeling like that was, then then uh, I mean, say, speak no the truth. Way that I'm question it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's actually, but what the car's actually doing, and I think what a lot of people are misrepresenting, it's not necessarily just about the tire degradation. It's actually what the car is doing in the corners. So if you take the shape of, say, like a right-hand corner, the usual line is to go to the left of the corner. Okay. You go as close to the apex of that corner as you possibly can, braking as late as possible, turning the wheel as little 
so you can maximize exit speed and you don't get that sliding effect. Mm. And this is what one of the issues with this car is. Kevin Magnuson. Mike is nodding like he agrees. Yeah, I can hear this <laughs> and understand it without the visual. We only get the best so, experts on this show. <laughs> so this is all true. <laughs> yes. Just let you know. He is nodding. So Kevin Magnuson, he says that he prefers the U shape when taking a corner. So you have a slower entry speed, but can get to a higher exit speed much quicker. Mm. However, the VF23 is more suited to a V shape. So if you look at, um, so in, when you enter the corner, you're going on it much, much quicker. You're slamming on the brakes further into the entry of the corner, making a tighter turn and then exit. Now, this can affect oh. a few things. Lap time could be marginally slower. You get slower exit speed from the point where you get lift off the brakes and you finish the turn and you get higher tire deck. But what it does do as a plus, it does allow you to attack more into the corners. Like what we saw with Kevin Magnussen and Yuki Tsunoda all the way back in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Now, there's one common theme from Haas this year, and it is the tie deck over the race distance. And it's it's clearly a car that is capable of putting in a really decent quality performance, like one lap, yeah. but over an hour and a half, the teams either have to hold back and lose lap time to save on a number of pit stops, mm-hmm. or they have to pit much earlier, which we saw this weekend right. at Suzuka. Nico Hulkenberg, he pitted on lap nine. He did pit real early. Right. Without an incident or anything to cause that. Oh, no. Sorry. It was lap eight. Yeah. He pitted on lap eight on softs, and the window for softs was 14 laps. Right. So you're pitting a considerably amount. Almost half as much. Yeah. It's it's not really an undercut in that situation. It's a... it's like a self-cut. You're putting yourself (laughs) in a position where Mm -hmm. really you're going to struggle to make back those places. It's a Hawthorne Heights. Mm. It's an emo cut. So not only does this (laughs) particular style, so not only does this particular style hinder Kevin Magnussen because he's having, because he's not using the full length of a corner. He's not utilizing going to the left, turning as little as possible, breaking a little earlier, but being able to utilize that momentum through a corner. He's having to go hard in turn as hard as possible, then exit out, which is where you're getting higher tire deck because you're having to work the tires more harder. Yeah. But on a positive note, it's looking better since Monza. Mm. And if these upgrades are going to be more akin to the RB19, this is going to be way more in terms of the aerodynamic layout of the car. It could see the scooped side pods a thing of the past we could see a different rear wing change we could see a different front wing change and actually the only reason that we've probably been able to do this is because of the sponsor money that we've been able to accrue from moneygram this year right so this is a a quite quick question in in essence they this sounds like they're bringing a whole new car right and that's allowed it is as long as they have it in their budget it's in budget and it's been crash tested those are pretty much the two requisites okay yeah Look at Aston Martin, and they were bringing the green bull. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you remember? And yeah. it looked Red, almost identical. And the Red Bull guys drank a green Red Bull that weekend. I yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. of the I had, funniest I had protests. Them on the pit wall, didn't yeah, they? they had the green Red <laughs> yeah. Bull can. Uh-huh. And uh, Mercedes brought in a whole new car at some point, right? They're yeah, like, the new side pods. Yeah, and, we need side pods. Yeah, we've learned we need the side pods. <laughs> we basically learned this last year, but didn't listen. Yeah. But to your point, I think that. Uh, you know, I think like we talked about on previous episodes, the yeah. side pod design of Ferrari is like the two salsa bins, oh, uh, right? That they have they like look, the tub on gotcha. top, and it Haas, looks like you could sit in it. Yes, and Haas has the same side pod design. Oh, okay. But Red Bulls go down; they don't oh, come back up. Right. They yeah. don't tub, and so Aston Martin, Mercedes, Red Bull, are and McLaren all run the Red Bull side pod now, uh-huh. and so. I've heard from Fred Vassier that they're not ruling out a side pod change to get away from the tub mm. at Ferrari. I don't believe that there has been confirmation that they're going full Red Bull direction in that yeah. way. But I think that that's what Henry's saying is that Haas is in some way or another still actually a test pilot for a lot of Ferrari innovation, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in this way, there's actually an opportunity for Ferrari, yeah. even though that partnership still exists, depending on what happens in the future. To be a guinea pig to see like, okay, does our design theory with the different side pod perform better? It it seems like it could be a double-edged sword if that's the case. Like, we might get a really cool car. Yeah, we might have McLaren to the front all of a sudden. Yeah, it'd be amazing to see Nico on on a podium. We could also yeah. be the old Williams at the back again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How, but the difference is, is that this development going into 2024 is going to be really crucial because this will decide whether or not this concept is the one that they should be taking into next year and into mm, the new engine before 2026, before yeah. the regulations change again. Can you imagine Haas getting its first podium at Coda? Oh, it'd be at, so like epic. its home Grand Prix. It would be so epic. One of its three home Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haas's we we accept them as an American team, but they're they are British and Italian. Yeah. <laughs> they're spread everywhere. But that would be amazing. It'd be incredible. Who knows? We'd love to see it. They also have a chance at Nevada at the Vegas Grand Prix. So there's mm-hmm. multiple opportunities which didn't used to exist yeah. and uh, kind of cool cool thing to speculate. Dang, that's really fun. Are we missing for. anything out there? Uh, I was going to call you Nico. You're just handsome. You can call me whatever you want. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Coda is in about a month. Yes. So, so we've yeah, got something to look forward there, forward to there, and we do have Qatar as coming up next as mm-hmm. our next race, but it is in a couple of weeks. And Danny Rick might be back. He might be, yeah. although the updates seem to point to Shut maybe up. it's after Qatar. <laughs> Shut it! <laughs> as long as he's back for Austin. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Give in to your hate. <laughs> Strike. (laughs) Henry's just the emperor. (laughs) Give in to your hate, Max, and strike Mike down. Strike him down. Join your place at the right hand side of the podcast table. (laughs) What was that? Have you ever heard of the tale of Darth Plagueis the (laughs) Wild? He could even bring back people from. Imagine, right? what Haas needs to do, they need to team up with a big, um, another big American brand. They need to team up with Disney to get <laughs> Star Wars involved. Yeah. Oh. Then we can get, get stabbed Gunter and survive. Yeah, exactly. At, at least eight yeah. times. 
Honestly, they need to get Gunter Steiner in one of the Star Wars spin-offs. Yeah, uh, he would be welcome in Mandalorian. I can Instead, say that much. You know how Williams has the Duracell battery on top of their car? Yeah. We could have a little R2 unit yeah, just flying like, on the back. Yeah. A little BB. It's like... <laughs> and, and they would have to refer to their team like technical director as like R2. <laughs> R2. It's like boxes lap is just... <laughs> it's just digital. It's the worst. Beeps. The worst. They're, they're, the Haas car looks like an X-Wing. It's just yeah. all like black and battered yeah. in areas and, and very 80s apocalyptic. That'd be love pretty it. cool. I love it. it but if idea. it crashes out and they have to lift it up with a crane, then somebody could just be at the bottom pretending to be Luke. He's <laughs> not using the fork. <laughs> they pull out a little Yoda to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> that would be that'd be really fun. I think this is an epic sponsorship opportunity. And just give Gunter a cloak to wear around the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just walks around and I'm here. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, thank you so much again, Henry, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for taking your time. We'll get you back on again in the future, hopefully soon. Um, and thanks to everyone for mine. tuning in. Yeah. Follow the Haas Chap on Instagram, on TikTok. And on what else? You, anything you want to shout out? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can listen. Oh, perfect. You can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and watch and us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. Yeah, I was talking with people over the weekend, and they didn't know we had a YouTube channel. And I was like, "How are you? Th- where do you think the reels are coming from?" Yeah, where do you like, think oh, I'm just yeah. shooting these for fun? So yeah, watch <laughs> us on YouTube, um, and have a good weekend. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Adios. Podcast. We always know that Max is here to, to bring it down to I'm the here darkest from, version from of Formula, Formula Mad Max. <laughs> we crashed. Come on. Let me, let me see the carcass. <laughs>